ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hello, everybody. Wonderful to share this moment with you, this moment. And perhaps we can start with the foundation for your entire life, which is always the present moment. That's also the foundation for manifestation manifesting things externally requires time but the foundation for all manifestation is in the present moment and lies in the power of the present moment so let's begin with acknowledging the present moment now you might think that's a normal thing to do but not for most people so acknowledging the present moment is to become aware of your sense perceptions at this moment visual let's bring bring up for a moment the people who are here with us a number of human beings many humans i'm going to use the words in a strange way now not many human beings just many humans but one being uh, that's a incredible realization it changes the way in which you perceive others also changes the way in which you perceive yourself you are human the conditioned entity, the person which has a body, a name, a race, a gender, other things that make up the identity of the person, that's the human. Beyond that, at a deeper level, is the consciousness not the conditioned consciousness, which is the mind and the emotional field, but the unconditioned, the light of consciousness that emanates from the source of all life and can be 
sensed or realized within here and now, only here in this moment. So in this moment, we see the humans. You yourself are one of them. I am one of them. And if you go deeply into the now, that is inseparable from going deeply within, beyond the conditioned entity. And if you go deep within, thinking subsides, but you stay conscious. You continue to perceive this world. You perceive other so-called humans. You perceive yourself, your body, but you become aware of, one could say, that without which no perception would be possible. What is it that makes it possible for you to perceive this world, including the humans that you see? That doesn't have an answer on a conceptual level, but only on an experiential level. For this world to be perceived, what is indispensable, an indispensable prerequisite is you. You as the consciousness without which you couldn't perceive anything. So you are both, on the one hand, you are the human, and at a deeper level, you are the being. Many humans, one being. That's the amazing realization that takes you to sensing, as thinking subsides, awareness remains, presence remains, and you can't define it. It has, doesn't have an age or gender or race or anything. You, you just know that you are conscious. It is indisputable. <laughs> Not only are you conscious, you are consciousness. If you say, I am conscious, it's not entirely correct because there's a duality. There's I who has something that's consciousness. But I, the fundamental I and consciousness are one. <laughs> so I am conscious is a conventional way of putting it, but the truth is I am consciousness. You can even drop the consciousness, I am. Ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. 
Realtor's happy expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And that is the deepest meditation. And that's the foundation for everything. If you lose that, if you don't know yourself as the being, if you only know yourself as the human, no manifestation will be of much use. You might succeed here and there, but no manifestation will be of very much use. And the world is going to be very frustrating if you miss the foundation, which is inseparable from who you are in your essence. And that essentially is the also the essence of what we call the now or the present moment, because the now or the present moment is actually the space for everything. And it's, that is the, for lack of a better word, the unconditioned consciousness. So that's the foundation. Once you know that manifestation is a secondary thing that you from time to time practice or engaged in, but to put it differently, one could say that when you are in touch with that deeper dimension, then you are manifesting even when you're not explicitly manifesting something specifically in this world, you manifest a different reality. So this manifestation is, sometimes you may want to manifest specifically, not in order to achieve something that will eventually bring you to some kind of ultimate fulfillment, because it won't, if you have missed the depth dimension, the being. But because that's part of being here in this world, because the universe delights in manifesting and creating forms. So you might as well participate. In fact, you're meant to participate in it, the process of creation, but become, be conscious in it. Otherwise, there's a dream that you're in, you live in a dreamlike world, oftentimes into a nightmare. So you're manifesting the reality that you manifest is different, different when you know yourself as a being primarily. And then you can accept what you are, who you are as a human, and you accept other humans, humanness, <laughs> which is always imperfect and limited, but your humanness is no longer a huge troublemaker when you are connected with the depth dimension of who you are, the, the being that you are, the awareness. Then the human is no longer crazy. Okay, let's go on to the first question. It's nice to speak with you, um, and it's an honor to be here to ask my question. So the question I wrote a few weeks ago was um, about a human being who manifests as a person of color. So I'm a, I self-identify as a woman of color. So in spiritual teachings that use some of the language you use that includes stories and thoughts, in quotation mark, cause suffering. When someone who identifies as a, a minority or person of color um, and if you're in a predominantly white middle-class spiritual community, that particular phrase can feel more like spiritually bypassing 
a human existence that includes race and gender. And so sometimes as a human, a body, <laughs> I struggle with those phrases. So I'm just, when I wrote to you, I was really desperate to understand how the teachings that come through you help with that experience of being a human body that has a identified with a race and a gender, but also here's your teachings or the things that you can say, but not sure how to reconcile that in our communities that might not look like us. So that was my question. Thank you, thank you. So um, bypassing, that's an interesting term that you used and it is, uh, it is something that uh, can easily happen. It can happen um, externally. I'll give you one or two examples in a second. It can happen externally, can happen internally. There's, a, there's an external bypassing and an internal bypassing. The external bypassing would be you encounter a situation that uh, is damaging, harmful. It could be that you are living with somebody who is abusive, just an example. But, uh, and it continues, the behavior of that person continues towards you. And this example can stand for many other things, collective things, other things of a personal nature. You continue to live with this person and you, you meditate. Instead of taking action in order to change the situation, now in this particular example, it's not likely that you will change the abuser, but you can change the situation, for example, by removing yourself from that situation. That's one way. But if you are so spiritual that you, you practice external spiritual bypassing, then you meditate. All, all you do is meditate every day and uh, kind of denying that the person you are living with is deeply unconscious and it's actually the behavior is actually harmful. It might hurt you or kill you eventually, but you're not taking action because you believe that perhaps it's, it's unspiritual to take action or whatever, you don't want to hurt him or whatever justification you may have for that. A completely different thing would be, before I go on to the talk about internal bypassing, if you were trapped in a prison cell with a person who is maybe abusive or extremely obnoxious, whatever it may be, and there's absolutely no way of getting out, then you would have to go into a state of complete surrender. Uh, and uh, that is, um, there's nothing you can do unless there's something you can do, but in that moment, yes, there's nothing you can do. And you'd, there are certain situations where, where action is not possible, at least not right now. Those situations require complete surrender, but many other situations can be changed by taking action. So bypassing is to avoid taking action for whatever reason the mind comes up with. And, uh, 
that is the external bypassing, but even more importantly than that, internal bypassing is not to acknowledge the emotions that you feel, to deny the emotions that you feel. That emotional pain, for example, not to, not to look at emotional pain. Spiritual people and religious people have been doing it for a very long time. The, the internal bypassing is to, de to deny the reality of what you are feeling. Um, traditionally, if you're a religious person, you may deny uh, certain destructive emotions, extreme anger within yourself. You cannot admit to yourself that you are angry because it would conflict with the mental image that you have of who you are. <laughs> most people live through a mental image of who they are and if there's an inner an emotion uh, certain emotions that conflict with the mental image the emotions are denied so that's internal bypassing and you continue to be a highly spiritual person who does not have these painful emotions but of course they will come out and you will be taken over by them periodically that's how a person in the past, often who were unconscious, had this image and then they were very cruel to their spouses or their children <laughs> and could not admit that the, 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 the cruelty came from their anger, never acknowledged. Uh, so the trauma happens in many, in many humans, both on a personal level and on a collective level. And uh, the trauma uh, can be of a personal kind and let something very bad happens to you. Your uh, pain is inflicted on you by other humans, often in childhood, but also later on. And that leaves uh, behind emotional pain. So you live with emotional pain. This can be collective also. It could be the emotional pain of, it could be, uh, there could be a racial foundation to the emotional pain. In other words, the collective, the collective of an entire race could, in their collective energy field, they could have the, an accumulation of pain that goes back centuries sometimes. This I call, as you probably know, I call the pain body, which has a personal aspect, but things you experience in your personal life that leaves that pain, but also a collective aspect. Here we are talking about, uh, relevant to your question, there is a, for obvious reasons, collective pain that is of a racial kind in the United States, because it all started with slavery, the, the fact of slavery, that, that leaves behind this energy field of pain that primarily black people have to recognize within themselves. Some have already transcended it. You can transcend it, but it's, it's not fooling yourself and bypassing and saying you have transcended when you haven't. So that, that is, it is also there in the Native American energy field that they experience another kind of pain. It's by the way, it's also there in entire nations in the world 
where huge suffering happened on a very large scale, such as Germany and Russia, enormous suffering, and that left behind a collective uh, remnant of collective pain in the entire energy field, and virtually every human who lives there has some share in that collective pain body. So then every human has partly a personal pain body and partly a collective pain body. And somebody, sometimes one is stronger than the other. So it's very important to, to recognize that even white Americans to some extent share in that pain body. They have the collective pain body that is generated through the suffering because both the, the victim and the perpetrator uh, have a share. This is how the collective pain arises. So, so, but how do you deal with it? You have to deal with it. Every individual has to deal with it within themselves. That's where it is recognized, to recognize that it's there, the more, to recognize it directly so that, let's say it is, it could be anger, it could be things that are related to anger, it could uh, resentment, it could even be rage, but it needs to, this, that's fine as long as you recognize it within yourself for what it is, and then you can begin to use it in, uh, and transmute it into awareness. And that is why humans who have a strong pain body, whether it's personal or collective, are actually, the strange thing is, are more likely to awaken spiritually than those who have a weaker pain body. <laughs> so that's um, very uh, important to recognize. If you don't recognize the accumulated suffering within yourself for what it is, then it becomes unconscious. When it's unconscious, it, it can easily rise up into your mind and create certain thoughts. Uh, then your thinking becomes controlled almost by the pain body. And then your thinking becomes emotionally controlled thinking and it can no longer be rational. And you would then the ego would be there without awareness. The ego is there. Uh, the great danger is to any human who has suffered, uh, who has a strong pain body, the danger is that you develop an image, which is a mental creation of yourself as a victim. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you, if you could? Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, 
inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics, because that's who we are. And that is a pitfall. It's a danger to wear of any, whether it's a personal or collective, when you, there's a huge difference between recognizing the pain within yourself and realize for know what it is. If it's of a personal kind, you know that it's your, let's your, your dad who did that to you and that to you and your, your unconscious parents or somebody else did this, this or that to you and you, you, you recognize that it's there. If it's collective, you recognize that you not only carry suffering from your personal life, you also carry the, the suffering of your ancestors. And there it is. If you don't recognize it, the suffering becomes incorporated into a mental image. Then your identity, which means your sense of self, becomes predominantly that of a victim. And that's very dangerous. To, to not see yourself as a victim is not a denial that something bad happened to you. It's not transforming something bad that happened to you in the past, transforming it into an identity. That's the trap because then you completely, you become completely disempowered. But for the ego, the seductive thing is the ego likes it, the stronger, it, it is always looking for a strong sense of identity. It's looking for a stronger, it always needs, it needs enemies, it needs the other. And so when you see us, it's very, to the ego, it's a wonderful thing to, to, to see itself as a victim. It gives you a very strong ego identity. And that is the case with anybody who has a pain body. Uh, a great danger is that you see yourself as a victim of others. This is not to deny that you actually, you or your ancestors were a victim of others. But does that become your identity in the present? The huge difference is to to acknowledge that yes, you or your, your aunt or your ancestors were victims. Yes, that an undeniable fact. The danger is, is that becoming your the main part of your sense of self? That's where you would go astray. And that's where you, then you're not really, all the suffering of your ancestors would be in vain, one could say, because it has, has not brought you then to a point of consciousness, it has brought you to further unconsciousness. In, in Eastern terms, it's called perpetuating karma. Because then you are a victim, then you have enemies. And of course, as a victim, you have uh, the ego always wants to be superior to others. That's, uh, it seeks superiority. It lives on, it thrives on superiority. Now, a victim has enormous superiority towards others, uh, it's moral superiority, of course. Uh, so there's a lot of that these days in the, in the energy field, and that's the, the ego 
is manifest in that in that way it's highly important for people to be aware of that and to remember we are not denying that people were victimized and even are victimized still this this on the one hand that's a fact not denying what you feel in your energy field but then realize that is what happened or that is to do with a human that's that's how it is but not to derive your sense of who you are from it so every highly important to be aware of that so that you don't uh, perpetuate human unconsciousness so that you can use the suffering in your own life and the suffering of your ancestors so that it in find the transmutation needs to happen in you i know it's already happening in you i can see that mm. and uh, and perhaps you can help many others also to awaken to that but you have to be very careful because when you question anything that is ego the ego can easily hit back at you if you're not if you don't explain it carefully and point it out and if, there, if anybody who's not ready to hear it you will get a reaction if you um, question people's victim identity you will get an enormous reaction if they don't understand what you mean by that because they will the ego will immediately defend itself you will be immediately become the enemy mm -hmm. uh, they haven't understood the difference between having been a victim or even to some extent still experiencing discrimination and so on uh, that those are facts on the other hand basing your sense of who you are on that because then the 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 opening into presence or awareness is then completely shut to you when you have a strong egoic identity or in this case victim identity then awareness doesn't rise which means you're the power that is there accessible to humans potentially then you would not have no access to it and but the ego feels enormously strengthened and satisfied in its so that's a it's a very subtle thing that uh, needs to be recognized so the so that bypassing then is avoided by becoming aware of what it is that you're feeling so that there's an awareness and you allow yourself to feel and recognize it for what it is. It's accumulated emotional suffering from the past, personal as well as collective. And then as you recognize it, it cannot use your mind anymore and doesn't become an identity, but it's acknowledged but doesn't become an identity. So you become, now what happens if you acknowledge the pain body within yourself, it means you are conscious of it. There it is. And a very subtle thing happens when you become conscious of it. There's this, 
suddenly you are not it anymore. You are the one who is conscious. You are the awareness for that. You are the space for it. Let's say here's the accumulated pain and here's the awareness around it. You're aware of it. And, and as you continue to be aware of it, whenever it arises, one could say that space around it grows, gets bigger. And that space is the space of awareness or presence. And that space is inseparable from who you are as the being. What you are observing there is the human part, the conditioned, the suffering entity, the human. So you have the being and the human. And then this, as the, what I sometimes call it, the light of consciousness, as the light of consciousness shines on it, it becomes transmuted into more consciousness. So the, the suffering is like a, something that you put like a, I, I think in the power of now I wrote about it, it's like a, a log you put into the fire and the fire, it becomes, whatever you put into the fire becomes fire, it consumes it. So the suffering is transmuted into awareness and that is part of the awakening and that's a wonderful process. And all those who have achieved great things to bring mankind, humankind, a little bit further in the, the evolutionary process, which means awakening, none of these people were, were, had a victim identity. You cannot make a useful contribution to this world if you have a victim identity. So also the, the great Let's look at the great black teachers who, who made a huge difference. Martin Luther King, when you read the writings, there is no victim identity there. Um, you look at um, uh, Nelson Mandela in South Africa. Now he was for many, many years in prison. When he came out of prison, the, he was not the same person as the person who went into prison. He went through a transformation in prison. And when in prison, he no longer had a victim identity. So he was, power was suddenly came through him. And what he said was very wise. What he did was very wise. Uh, he also, he, I mean, he could have had enormous justification for making all white people into enemies, but he had already, he had transcended that. And, and those are the people who, can make a wonderful, the only people who can make a contribution to true change is not the people who demonize others who, or who uh, make others into enemies because that's always a sign of consciousness. Sometimes, yes, you have to defend yourself when you're being attacked, you have to defend yourself, but to, to transform others into enemies uh, is, uh, thereby strengthening your, your righteous, egoic victim identity is unconscious. So if you, anybody look at the Gandhi, how he brought about the independence of India, again, not coming from a, a victim identity, 
they, they all had found that it, they, those humans were able to transcend that within themselves and then became enormous power came through them. That is the teaching for, and that's the promise and the incredible opportunity in, let's say, in America for black people to use the, the suffering and transmute it, and it's been happening. And they then experience the power that comes through and they, will, they can play an enormous part in the awakening of the country as a whole. Uh, that there's enormous potential for the, the transmutation of all that into consciousness, enormous possibilities. So th th this is a possibility that's opening up now as the growing awareness of race and so on in the United States, a growing awareness. So it, that is a possibility. It can go th that way. It can also go, can draw the country further back into unconsciousness. It could be a regressive step too. It can go either way. In the long term, even if it's a regressive step, in the most extreme scenario, it could lead to civil war or whatever. If that were to happen, even that in the long term would lead to an awakening, but it's long and painful. Or the awareness that's arising now could lead to a very positive change when an increasing number of humans transcend the suffering within themselves, not by ignoring it, but by acknowledging it and not transforming it into an identity and then becoming aware of the power that lies within them. So that's the, that's the promise and the possibility of the present age. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.